Welcome in to DTC. FP is here joining me on a late night DTC edition of training camp. Preseason is over. Cuts happened today. Lots of surprises, in my opinion. What is the biggest surprise of the NFL um, tra- uh, cut deadline today? Cam Newton, man. Cam of course. Newton. A lot to discuss on the pod. Jimmy Moreland gone. Jeremy Reeves gone. Troy Apke stays. Wes Martin gone. Lots of surprises, I would say, on, on the Washington front. Um, but, of course, the biggest surprise of the NFL was Cam Newton being cut. Are you surprised at all? I mean, Mac Jones looked phenomenal in the preseason. I'm a little surprised that they didn't want to keep uh, Cam Newton as a backup, but it is what it is. Would you have let Cam walk? You you have to assume that Bill just released Cam altogether to not have to field the questions about Cam being the backup or Cam starting and when he's going to switch to Mac, so on and so forth. It's It's definitely Bill Belichick seeing into the future, being like, I don't want to deal with that BS. Sorry, Cam, you got to go. Who's their, I mean, who's their backup after, who's their backup now? Because they cut Brian Stidham? Hoyer, too. Is it has Jared to be Stidham? Stidham, probably. I don't know, I'm yeah, not a Patriots that's not, fan. That's not a good, that's not a good recipe. I mean, I, Mac Jones, the, Mac Jones is great, but it's also. happens if Tom Brady ever went down for him. Yeah, I mean, it, it's still preseason, right? And and no one's playing defense. There's no scheming. So Mac Jones looking great in, in preseason is, is fine, but is he ready for an NFL game? I don't know. I, I kind of like it. Um, you know, if you're going to cut your losses, just do it early, get it out of the way, and see where the, the season takes you. So I'm, I'm okay with it. Now, the, the follow-up question is where does Cam go from here? I could think of a few options. I'm Honestly, it, hoping Washington is not one of them. Washington definitely won't be. And I was playing devil's advocate earlier on our group text about why Washington should get him. I absolutely, for the record, hope we don't get him. Um, but looking at the NFL and, and the teams out there, my thought is it has to be the Eagles. There's no way the Eagles can confidently go into this season with Jalen Hurts and Gardner Minshew as their quarterbacks. That's that's trash. That's almost as trash as when, when we went in with Mark Sanchez and Justin Johnson or whatever his name was. Like that was a, a, yeah, but but two different things, right? Because that wasn't that was in the middle of the season. I know compared to going into the season bad with Rex Grossman QB and John Beck. Okay, fair. But that's a bad QB that's a bad franchise that yeah. in, imploded after their Super Bowl run, but Jalen Hurts and Minshew. Why wouldn't you reach out for a Cam Newton? Cam Newton sucked last year. I mean, we all look think about Cam Newton in the in the Panthers days. Okay, he was good, but Cam Newton last year. I mean, mean, he got okay. He was he was coming off shoulder shoulder, blah blah blah. He had COVID and a new system. There was a lot going against him. No preseason. There was a lot going against Cam Newton last year. A lot. And well, there's a lot going against him this year, too, and not being vaccinated he, he apparently is one of them. A, I mean, he looked a little bit sharper in preseason. But, again, like, why do I not want him on our team? Because if you watch those preseason games closely, once that third, first read is covered up, you would see Cam just kind of 
dump it into the dirt right in front of the receiver. Like, he wouldn't make his second read. He was just like, ah, F it, chucked it away. He's he's not the quarterback for Washington. We need sure. a gunslinger, and that's what yes. we have in two of, two of them. We need someone who's going to get the ball to the players and let them make a play, you know, I, throw I up can't, three interceptions and 500 yards. And I, I can't let you get away. I can't let you get away about mentioning Mac Jones and how defenses haven't schemed and then talk about how Heineke could be a gunslinger. Heineke yet has, has yet to have one team properly scheme for him. Tampa Bay had no idea they were going to go against Heineke well, in the playoffs. That's exactly why he's not a starter. Right. And then, and then preseason, he looked great, but nobody schemes. So – if let's say worst case scenario, Fitz Tragic comes out for the first four games. If you go to Heineke in game five, nobody knows what he's going to do. Yeah, nobody knows what he's going to do. But you also have to look back at the playoffs last year. Tampa Bay had a had a top five defense, so they're not a bunch yeah, of. But you they know, had not, they had no idea what kind of quarterback they were defending. They had no idea he was mobile. Helpless. They had no idea that he had like a sidearm throw. Like there, there was zero preparation. So let's say Heineke's first game in after Fitz Tragic. Nobody's going to know we made the switch until it's too late. The game after, I can see it being a, a, a sloppy game. Yeah, it's not going to be any sloppier than what we had last year, though. I, can, I mean, oh yeah, it's only we up couldn't from move here. the ball, right? It's only up from here. Yeah. Let's talk about some of the um, Washington football team cuts. I'm going to go down the list. Peyton Barber, and you tell me if this is a surprise or not. Peyton Barber? Surprise. Absolute surprise. But when he couldn't punch it in on fourth and one last week, I think that sealed the deal for him. I don't see the need to have four running backs at this point. Um, Peyton probably will be there. And, you know, if say you need him in two, three weeks. Yeah, I, I can see his calling there. back out to him. Yeah. Bo, Bench, Schwazel, don't even... Don't don't know. ask me names unless it's names we know. William Bradley King, he was a draft pick. <clears throat> so that was a little bit surprising, seventh-round draft pick. Tony Brown, Ant- Antonio Gandy-Golden, I liked him. I thought he I did well I was a huge AZG guy. I'm a little bit concerned that we let him go, but I also don't want to aspirin syndrome ourselves into thinking that he was something that he's really not. He's probably going to be there tomorrow at 4 p.m. I think he'll be back on the practice squad. But a name to watch tomorrow. For Keith sure. Ismail, I, yeah, I don't think there's a lot of teams out there going for AGG. Danny Johnson, who's played a lot in the secondary over the past two years. But but again, that's not that doesn't speak to his excellence. That speaks to how bad our secondary was. Yeah. The linebacker, Jordan Kuzniak, whatever. Cole Luke, Wes Martin, another draft pick from, what, two years ago. He was a starter um, at some point last year or the year before. Again, speaks but, to how bad that line was because when he was in, it, it looked like he was playing on roller skates, not cleats. He he would get driven back quick. David Mayo, the the fake uh, Will Compton, <laughs> Stephen Montez, of course, Jimmy Moreland. That's the biggest surprise to me. Jimmy Moreland, they waived him or they cut him with an injury designation. Apparently, his injury is. You know, a, a knee that is bruised and that he'd be ready for week one, but he's cut. Yeah, I, I mean, get it's the feeling it's that Jimmy will be on an NFL team week yes. one and it won't I be Washington. So. Agreed. Yeah. 
he had a lot of upside for being uh i mean he was what he was a seventh round pick was he our, our last pick of the draft a year ago I'm not sure if he was the last pick he was one yeah, of our later picks a local guy from jmu right yeah i i thought he had huge upside but again it could just be yeah benjamin st juice took over his spot yeah, it could just be how bad our, our secondary was, and we Ashburn syndromed ourselves into thinking he was better than he was. Jeremy Reeves, another one who's played significant time in Washington, who's played on specials. I thought he was a good player, um, but I guess there's no spot for him on, on the safeties. He decided to keep, what, four, and he didn't make it. Toyapke made it over him, I guess because of specials. Absolutely, I mean, because a, of specials. A, to me, that's a questionable cut. But, mm. You know, I, I'll, I'll trust Ron. At this on point. paper, you're you're deep on safety, and and that one sort of makes sense. And then I'll skip some of these names. David Sharp, who played again significant time with Washington. Um, Isaiah Wright, another receiver who, who played significant time last year. Right. I think the other surprise is. Actually, keeping Samus Reyes, I think he's so raw. He's not ready this year, and he's going to be on the 53-man roster. So he's literally taking up a spot, learning a position. I get that you let him go. There's a chance that he may not be there on the practice squad, you know, to be able to sign on the practice squad. But I just don't know about signing someone to the 53-man roster when when they're just not going to be playing at all this season. I think he's I, he's he's, he's a high risk, breakdown. high reward. He, he's not a high-risk, high-reward player yet. For sure. So Ron has has gone on record saying that Reyes was one of the better blocking tight ends. Granted, the preseason games we saw him. I literally just sent you a clip of him just standing yeah, there. Okay. You have to realize this was like his first real NFL action. So maybe what you're seeing in practice, you have to realize all these cuts – it's not what we're seeing in preseason. It's what Ron has calculated and and accumulated all throughout offseason. So if he sees Reyes constantly getting better, constantly blocking better, and starting to make more catches and starting to get a better understanding, it's very possible six weeks into the season he comes on and he sort of has that Logan Thomas story where it's like, where the hell did this guy come from? He's playing amazing. It's not unheard of. I mean. I don't see it this year. I, I actually see him getting cut. That player who gets cut, you know, week two, week three to bring up to make room practice for somebody else. Yeah. And, and it, hopes it's that no possible. Claim him it's, in the middle of the season possible. because they're not going to spend the time to, to develop him. It's it's possible. I mean, it's an interesting story. I I think. It's a high risk, high reward. And I think if you do play him this year, it'll be like a special like Reyes package where it's it's a, a few plays that he his bread and butter that he knows inside and out he can excel at. And that's the only time he'll see the field. I don't think he'll ever make it to where he's a, a constant in our two tight end sets or anything like that. He might be like a goal line package or a a certain down and distance package you bring him in because of his size and physical ability. Yeah. I still don't see him um, starting or sorry, playing being active at all this, this season, but again, good story. 
good player. I mean, he's he's gonna work hard. He's got all the the intangibles that you want. Um, but I don't know. I guess. You, you mean know, the skin tangibles? Are we still allowed to say that? I don't know if we're allowed to say that anymore. <laughs> Some notable players who made the team: uh, Dax Milne, DeAndre Carter. I thought only one of them would make it. They both ended up making it. Um, am I happy with DeAndre Carter? Am, am I happy with him being a, a return guy or potential return guy? I mean, he's been in the preseason at least. He's been the best return guy that we've had since. Uh, what up, Doe? Uh, oh, really? What's his name? Uh, Brandon Short Banks. Guy. Brandon Banks. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's been the best return guy since we've had him. And I mean, you don't have Stephen Sims fumbling the ball back there, so that's that's a positive. It's true. Going to tight ends, um, notable Ricky Seals-Jones makes the team. I, I was kind of high on him. He had a pretty bad preseason, but he's got the experience that you want, and he's got the upside that you want. So kind of happy that he's there. Um, John Bates is, the, I guess, the number two guy there. So four tight ends. I thought that was a little bit much on the tight end spot, but, again, I think this is just one of those things where you just trust Ron and that, he knows what he's doing, and, and the Martin Mayhew's there as well. My my question is, outside of who we cut, did we see anybody cut from other teams that might be interesting for us to take a look at? Any tight ends or something? Like uh, Buffalo released Jacob Hollister. My brain is telling me that's somebody that I recognize and that wasn't a terrible tight end. I'm not positive in that, but I'm I'm curious to see what didn't he didn't he play with Russell Wilson? I think I want to say yes, and yeah. then he went to Buffalo. Yeah, I mean I I think I think the tight end spot's locked up. What we heard today from Ron was that the linebacker core is not done. I mean, and he clearly stated that. So they're looking to make moves, and I'm already seeing here that there's interest in uh, Ben Dark McKinney from Houston, I believe. Um, who was cut? Interesting. You know, I don't know a whole lot about him, but you know, maybe a player to watch tomorrow. Um, I'm, I'm so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see who we, who we go after. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on the pickups, and and who's cut from from that? Maybe it's Samus Reyes. Maybe it's Ricky Seals Jones. Maybe it's you know one of the receivers that we just said. You know, surprisingly yeah. made the team. So it's not over until really week one. And even then you see the, the surprise cuts kind of weeks one through five. Yeah, it's, I mean, football's back. It's, it's just, today was just so fun being able to just do all the tracking, getting the break getting like non preseason news and really starting to see the rosters. I mean, tomorrow we have our fantasy draft it's I can't believe like we're I mean, what, eight days 1st, away tomorrow, September 1st. Yeah, that's our draft. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm saying it's I'm saying we're, we're eight here. days away. Football is here. Best month of sports is coming up in, you know, 30 days. It's awesome. How fast do you hit the panic button once uh, we lose to the Chargers and Justin Herbert has a five touchdown game? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if the Chargers are going to be any good, man. I, I see us. I see the opposite happening. I see Washington steamrolling the Chargers. I mean, you go straight to the, the Super Bowl victory. Absolutely. <laughs> you know that's how that's how we do it in Washington. 
Well, all right. What we need but to discuss. What we do have to temper expectations, right? We saw nothing in the preseason that can excite us, right? I was. I was did just you see? Say, you saw Chase Young get a you know sack fumble. That's outside it. of your starting front seven for defense. Starting defense, like right? Because even Collins plays. in them. It was like yeah. 10 plays. Outside of that, we saw nothing, right? Patterson, okay. He, he's yeah, but this, again, story. Mac Brown, like we can keep going on the list. We've had yeah. these before. We, you know. I'll, I'll tell you what, what was concerning to me was the lopsided loss to the Ravens. Granted, they started with their starters, and we had not even second string in, but 37 to 3, like that team could do nothing and a lot of these cuts that we're seeing is is based off that Ravens game where our team the the quote-unquote depth that we thought we had I mean essentially everybody that played is cut that that's what we're looking at but the quote-unquote depth it's a little scarier than I thought a week ago I wouldn't put too much into that because I think Ron came into the game with I'm throwing this game away and I'm gonna for get sure. ready for week one. Ron sure. absolutely used Very, the preseason to decide I mean, like, on players. Was he was he the only coach in the NFL who decided not to play starters in week three of the preseason? Like at all? I think he I might think so. Be. Yeah, because Daniel Jones played, Mac Mac played, uh, Tom Brady played, Tom Brady played, Justin Fields played. Like everyone yeah. was going because they. Yeah. It was like a hybrid, typical game three preseason of yesteryear where it mattered and not really the full dress rehearsal. So you got like a quarter and a half of starters instead of a half, something like that. I mean, you know what? Props to Ron. I I 100% agree with zero starters in game three. And you saw that with Dobbins going down. It makes no sense. Use the preseason to help you judge and and look at which players are on the fringe that are about to be cut. Don't worry about anything else. Yeah, I mean, and if you're seeing what you want to see in practice, then go for it, right? And then the other thing is, how much better is a player going to get or the team chemistry going to get with three drives in a in a preseason game, right? Maybe they're getting that in practice. Maybe they don't need that preseason game. Yeah. I mean, I can go both ways on it, but I can't fault Ron. Right? I, I'm going to give him a little bit of trust here, say that he knows what he's doing, and that you know, coming into the season with a fully healthy roster, I mean, like, seriously fully healthy, except what, Curtis Samuel, who I, I, re- I read today would have played in, a, in an NFL game three weeks ago. If it was a yeah. real game. Um, so coming in with like, a, you know, a really healthy team maybe makes yep. that difference in that, you know, the 17 game season, right? Like absolutely you're going to push injuries back. You're going to get mm-hmm. players who are more fresh. And we're, we're know, lucky that we have like the, the mid season by week. I mean, it's, it's turning into a perfect storm for this team. Also, you have to realize the quote-unquote full speed that you're getting in a preseason game is not actually full speed, right? Ones versus well, ones, it, it can be full speed teams 
it's yeah, not. It's also, it's, it's also fringe fine. guys who are trying to make a career, right? No, and I'm going, saying when it's when it's ones versus ones, right? When it's our start, like when our starters are out there against whatever other starters, let's say from the Bengals game or, or whatever, it wasn't really full speed. It was more like knock into each other and then don't follow through, don't take them to the ground, don't do any of that. Yeah. I think health is, you know, paramount this season. Health and, you know, and not catching the COVID. I think I will say, I will say one thing, one thing I noticed in preseason that I think is going under the radar is how well coached the team as a whole is. How many penalties stick out to you right now from all three preseason games with our starters on the field? False starts, unsportsmanlike, pass interference. There's really no penalty that really sticks out. Like, the team just seems well-prepared, well-coached. Seems like a real organization, Mm -hmm. finally. Absolutely. Right, top to bottom. Uh, I'm going to include the owners in there, too. Top to bottom, this seems like a real organization, a real football team who's doing things the right way, who's, you know, taking the small steps. He's not jumping the gun and, and you know going after Deshaun Watson. He's building oh, the right way. If you gave me Deshaun Watson right now, I would put a it's equal. Play. I, I I don't. It's, I'm saying it's gonna in, get suspended for in the, the year. world of hypotheticals, if you gave the Washington football team a Deshaun Watson, you are equal to or better than the Chiefs and the Bills. Oh, that's yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Your defense yeah. is stronger than both of those teams. Watson has proven that he is on the same caliber as Mahomes and Allen. I mean, leader in passing yards with you and me as his receivers last year. You you put Watson on this team, which will never happen, and I'm living in a fantasy land. You are immediately elevated to a Chiefs Bills caliber team. That's that's the annoying thing about this team is really that one key piece, that one amazing QB takes you from yeah, they could get out of the East to oh, they're running away with the conference. Well, let me ask you this hypothetical. If you get Fitz Magic for 17 games, are you at that same spot? Yes. You have to be. You have yes. To be. But it's such an unknown what version of Fitz we're getting because he's never had a team of this caliber and he's never been on the tail end of a rebuild. It, nobody knows what version of Fitz you're getting. Yeah, it's a big wild card. And, and the other thing is, if he hadn't done it for the past 17 years, what makes you think he's going to do it this year? So right. here's what hurts when you think about it. When you look at like the Mac Jones, Cam Newton story today, here's what hurts. This team, the Washington football team, if if the goal is to draft your next QB, we're too good to have one fall to us. I don't know what we would pay to give up to trade up to pull a QB. And what hurts the most is I think if there was ever a year to do that, it was this past draft class because every rookie QB, at least in preseason, has passed the eye test. Maybe not Trey Lance. He's kind of bobo. But 
Justin Fields, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance had a pretty Jones. good game last on in week three. Well, all of those QBs, for the most part, passed the eye test. You look at them and you're like, yeah, he knows what it takes to succeed in the NFL. Compared to the year before, where you have Dwayne Haskins and, and Daniel Jones and all that garbage, or two years before, whatever. It, it hurts that we didn't make the leap to pull one of those guys or take them when, if they fell to us. And next year, not knowing that much about college football, I don't know what stud QB is supposed to be coming into the draft. I, it, but it's it, almost to, like to we trade missed up, our... It's going to take like three... I mean, the trades are ridiculous now. It's like three firsts. Right. But that's what I'm saying. Sean you Watson almost, is looking you almost for five your picks. Opportunity. You almost missed your opportunity to draft that future QB. So then do you have to ride Fitz and Heineke for two years? And then if you ride them for two years, do you bring in a quarterback and have them sit and watch? And then by the time they're ready, is your stout defense all of a sudden you can't afford to keep all your guys? Maybe you can go all in on an Aaron Rodgers or something like that. It, it's almost, it almost feels like that's something we will have to do because we – essentially missed our opportunity to grab one of these rookie QBs from this draft class. If we're talking, if we're going to go back and talk about missed opportunities, I would say the missed opportunities, not getting Matt Stafford. He was a quarterback. And I think with a Matt Stafford on this team, I mean, you could put us at least in the NFC championship game, hot, hot take slash uh, my move for tomorrow. I think Matthew Stafford is going to have a monster year with the Rams monster year good receivers finally a smart offensive minded coach play calling I think he's going to yeah you're probably shock something there. everyone he's going to shock everyone how good he I mean plays. and the system is going to fit him so well yeah absolutely Goff in the Lions garbage nobody cares Stafford on the Rams it has to be what did he get traded for? It was it was an, it was a one and one. I don't think so. One and one and some fluff. It was a Goff Stafford swap with fluff. No. I yeah. Think there was I think there were some picks in there. It was fluff picks. Two two first or something like that. That's not fluff. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure it was fluff. I'm gonna, I'm gonna fact check you on that. But either way, that's a missed opportunity. I just. Uh, I, it would be the most Washington thing ever, the most defeat the curse, cursed DC sports thing ever, that we missed our opportunity to draft one of these rookie QBs. We get stuck too long on the Fitzmagic Heineke train. They can't get us over the hump. By the time we do get a rookie QB and they're ready, we can't afford the defense that we have built so far. And yeah. Paying the the window of opportunity slams shut. Like, it, it would be the most DC thing ever. And yeah, I don't know two, why I'm all of a sudden negative, but... Two ones and a three. I'd still call that a missed opportunity. I would do that. Yeah. I would do that. Well, because here we, here if, we are if with you have If you have a Stafford, I would like to think those ones are really kind of more like twos. Yeah, at least 25 plus. Yeah. I mean, we can't we can't live in the past. Here we are with Fitz. He was clearly a plan B, but we'll see how it goes. I mean, 
the thing is, in preseason, Fitz didn't look bad at any point, right? He didn't look horrible. He didn't look. I mean, he looked average, right? He looked he looked fine. I think with proper like week one. with proper planning and real all his weapons on at the same time, and you assume they got their timing thing down. I think he'll be fine. I hate to go back to this, but I think you can afford a few picks with this defense. You can afford two, three picks in a game. For sure. Where you're scoring, you know, and not not necessarily and not necessarily yards. Not necessarily picks, but oh, you're saying picks thrown by Fitz Fitzmagic, Fitztragic. Yep. Oh, well, yeah. What I'm saying is that you can absolutely afford that because. I can see at least two of those picks that he throws results in a three and out when when the other team gets that ball. You know what I mean? Yeah, it depends, right? If we can sustain drives and you know have ball possession, which is something we couldn't do last year, and we put the defense in a bind because they're on the field all the time. If you can sustain drives, you can get first right. downs. Move the the ball. question is, where does Fitz tragic strike? Does he sacrifice the ball on a 50-50 pass down the field and flip the field to the point where the other team could kick a field goal? Or is he making these sacrifices where it essentially equates to a punt? And that's essentially what you need him to work on. If you're going to be risky, risk it where it results in looking like a punt, not where it results in three points for the opposing team. Yeah. But, I mean, that's, that's a tall task to ask for. Uh, they are. He is playing against NFL defenses, and the schedule is not very easy either. So there's some good defenses on the schedule. Um, I mean, the more have, the more the, I look the at the Giants schedule, have a good defense. Eh, the more I look at the schedule, it hurts me to say this. The more I kind of agree with Stevie about being a little bit nervous about the secondary of the defense. There's a lot of stud QBs out there, and I don't think they're necessarily suspect, but I can easily see just like a, a, a terrible four or five game stretch where nothing goes our way. I mean, you have I'm not, I'm you, not have, concerned you have about Mahomes, the secondary Brady Rogers, like back to back to back in some order or another. It, I'm not concerned. I wouldn't be surprised. So I think Kendall Fuller is a solidified star, number one QB, a cornerback. William Jackson III, I mean, he was great on the horrible Bengals team last year. If he can, who knows what his injury status is. I great enough have to no be idea. traded or let go or whatever he was. Yeah, but I'm not concerned. I mean, um, Bobby Not McCain concerned, but would you be surprised? free safety. I think is a good ball hawk back there. I'm not surprised. I'd be, I'm, I would not be surprised if there's like a lot of tight ends who blow up on us because I think our linebacker core is weak. Wouldn't be surprised if there's a lot of like down the middle of the field kind of um, between the numbers. Bubble screen, screen pass, yeah. BS that goes for 13. Wouldn't be surprised on a, if there's yeah some on a third shifty down. running, yeah mm-hmm. shifty running back who, who runs for you know 75 yards. And catches for 75 yards on us, but I would be, 
I wouldn't. I would be surprised if there's like a receiver who's just goes off for 150 yards on us. I'd absolutely be surprised at that. Did uh, that didn't really happen last year though, did it? There was a lot of blown coverages and and big chunks, but for the most I don't think we had blown coverages actually that much. Oh, there was definitely blown coverages, but for the most part, I don't think we had receivers have a a a fantasy amazing day against us. I don't know, my memory's so bad. I have no idea. Who are you drafting first round tomorrow on your on your draft? I don't. What position am I in? I don't know. It doesn't say yet. Let's say you're fifth. Who are you taking? Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> fifth, he won't be available. <laughs> Why not? He's not. He's going first, second off board. I have no idea. Uh, definitely not drafting Zeke because I made that mistake last year. <laughs> I, I I could see Saquon having a bounce back. Mm, no, Saquon's like nine and further. Let's see. Let's see. Let's, let, me, let me look at my cheat sheet here. Uh, I'm I do predicting, definitely. I definitely want Alvin Kamara. I'm predicting it goes McCaffrey, Kamara, Austin Eckler. Oh, Dalvin Cook is is Dal- or, yeah, Dalvin Cook, Austin Eckler, Ceh, possibly Zeke. Ceh. Yeah. He's way down there, man. Yeah, actually, you know what? FP, go ahead, draft CEH wherever you are, please. <laughs> I I drafted him last year. He, I couldn't. I I some weeks he was amazing. Some weeks I wanted to punch him in the face. I'd go Derrick Henry, Aaron Jones. Oh yeah, Derrick Henry. Yeah, Dalvin Cook, Derrick Henry. Yeah, d- just do me a favor, draft CEH wherever you are, <laughs> please. <laughs> Where would you draft uh, Antonio Gibson? Waiver wires. <laughs> <laughs> you traded him to me last year. Thank you for that. Made a pretty good run with him. My the, the question. Yeah, so I'm in the salary cap league, and uh, I've never done a salary cap league before. And salary cap leagues are are complete garbage. It's one I've done a few dra- mocks. It takes 17 hours to go through. And everyone's just bidding on you know stupid players and. There's strategy behind it of like nominating a player that you don't want and getting everyone to bid on it. And then there's, it's just, it's a whole different ball game. And I'm putting a good amount of money into this and I'm fully expecting to be in last place. What's, what's the fine print of the rules? Like, is it, I bid on a player, somebody else can outbid me, but that can only happen like once. Is it like a white elephant type situation or? No, I can, I can bid whatever I, if I'm if I'm slated to draft last I can bid as much as I want on Christian McCaffrey and and if I win him I win him it's a two hundred dollar salary cap and you got to just fit within the two hundred dollars so then what would be the prime pos- draft position would you want last I feel like you would want no it last. doesn't matter because um all the position means is that you're nominating a player so if you go first say you nominate Ezekiel Elliott all right, you start at $1, I go $2, and it goes all the way up to, like, $60. Right, but is there, is there no rounds? Like, if, if if you're the last – let's say you're 12 out of 12. You're the last guy. You place your bid. It goes around one more time. Everyone can outbid you. But then shouldn't, like, round one of that draft close? It solidifies who everyone has. And then you go to, like, the next 
chunk of players. You can't tell me in the seventh round if I've been cheap for the first six rounds, I can then I can then drop fifty five on McCaffrey, who's no because McCaffrey's done. No, no. Once That's what I'm saying. The they they closed it out. Yeah, you have sixty seconds to to make your bids, and whoever's the highest bidder at the end of that sixty seconds wins them. Okay, that's stupid. It's very stupid. It's very very stupid. And I'm gonna be down a couple hundred bucks tomorrow or on Friday. Yeah, yeah. You may as well just give me that two hundred and throw it. Let me throw it in the trash for you. I'll win it in our in our you know going on five years and my A plus drafting skills in our other league. So. A plus drafting barely makes playoffs. I made the championship game two years ago. I went pretty deep into the playoffs last year. By pretty deep, I think I mean round two. Stop lying to the listeners, man. No, it's true. I I can pull up the record. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Yeah, that's another thing we should talk about. Nobody cares about your fantasy football team. Like, (laughs) don't tweet about it. Don't like it's stupid. Like. Like me and you are in the same league. When you text me about your your fantasy team, I'm like, okay, cool. We're in the same league. Like, out of a one through a hundred, I probably care like two. Two out of a hundred, two percent. You're a terrible friend. No, I'm not because I'm, I'm competing against you. So I'm obviously going to give you bad advice. Don't you but dare in, in text general, me about your if, team. If I'm if it's not in the league, like I don't care about your fantasy team. Like now that we can do sports betting, and now there's like 600 sports betting outlets. Like I can easily make way more money. Or lose more money sports betting than I can in fantasy football. Did you try the Barstool Sportsbook? Not yet. Did you download it? Sports betting plus red zone makes this NFL season fantastic. I'll tell you what. I, I made a good amount of money. Um, and, and this is LP money in, in my fantasy – in you know in my terms, right? I, I look at percentages. I don't look at actual dollars because I'm not trying to – I'm not trying to get rich off of this. But I've won a good amount of bets in preseason on – Weeks one and two betting the under, and then weeks three betting the over on parlays. They're pretty good. Good job. These are what, one and two dollar bets? <laughs> no. Twenty-five, thirty dollar bets. Uh, twenty-five, thirty cent bets. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they go that low. Uh, but yeah, it's it's gonna change that dynamic of being a fan, right? Like you can sit on your couch, watch a bazillion games on Sunday, and and bet parlays and do in-game betting it's it's gonna be awesome i'm really excited for it especially like it's gonna give you reason to wake up at 9 a.m to watch the london games too you don't know me if you think i'm waking up at 9 a.m what time do you wake up on the weekend whenever whenever my body wakes up that must be nice you must have no kids Yep, single no kids. Even Almost the dogs, the dogs, even the, the dogs know to sleep in when I'm sleeping in. They don't even attempt to wake me up. That's awesome. Let's put a bow on the show. I like um, it. Should we do season uh, record predictions? I don't think we've uh, been on record this year. I think we'll we'll do a, a real pre-game I want your preseason pod. prediction right now. Your just total wins and losses? Yeah. Seventeen games. Eleven wins. So eleven and six. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. I think so. I, was I think go... you go six and zero oh in the East easily. Yeah, I could see that. Mm-hmm. 
I'm going to go 10 and 7. 10 and 7, wild card. Maybe a playoff. Maybe a. Yeah, actually, no, you know what? I think you win the division. 10 and 7, you definitely win the division. This division is weak. Uh, nine the biggest and competition would be. The, or 9 and 8, you're winning the division. Yeah. Biggest competition would be Dallas with Dak. You know, Have you been watching Hard Knocks? I watched uh, episodes one and two, and then I faded. You got to watch three, and four is out. I'm Actually, I watch watched three. Show. I watched three. It was pretty good. The that that, that drone footage. Oh, my goodness. That I drone, was more amazed we about will never how have that person is, is flying that drone, like through the trees. and I mean, that was, that was intense. We will never have a facility like that, ever. Yeah, probably not. Well, we don't even have the space. You'd have to go to, like... Even if you went full-fledged Virginia stadium facility, everything. 90 acres, we're never, ever going to see a facility. Well, this isn't Texas. There is no... There isn't 90... Like, if you were to combine all the free space in Virginia, you wouldn't (laughs) find 90 acres. Yeah. We'd have to be, like, the West Virginia Red Hogs or whatever Joe wants us to be called. The Warthogs. <laughs> yeah. So uh, so you said 11 and 6. 11 and 6. And Same right, same record as my fantasy At team. what record would you be disappointed? Would you be disappointed at 9 and 8? I'm disappointed Gosh, if you don't get over so 8 wins. It's so hard to calculate 17 games. If you and don't you get over 8 wins. You've programmed your whole life to calculate 16 games. If you don't get over 8 wins, I'm disappointed. I think I'd be disappointed at eight. What were we last year? Nine and seven? Yeah. Were we nine? nine and seven? Yeah, I, I think, think so. so. Yeah. Yeah. If you if you don't get over eight and you've made all these quote No, we were eight and eight. No, we were seven and nine. Seven and nine. We got in we got in with a losing record. That's right. All <laughs> right. Okay. So then if you don't get over Wait, eight, did we won the division at seven and nine? Yes. God, this division sucks. <laughs> but, I mean, that's the thing. Joe keeps saying if everyone goes up plus one in their Madden rating, this team gets exponentially better. Looking at the team, how many Wait, wins how do does, you How does Madden improve? ratings convert to playing on the field? <laughs> he some, just means... Some he just intern means... donk who's putting the ratings together and getting a lot of attention on it. Uh, just don't don't dive into Joeisms, okay? It's just looking at this team, all the improvements made. How many net wins did that get us over the seven from last season? Not don't without thinking record. How many net wins did our quote unquote improvements get us? Two at least. No. Three? I think with 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 a quarterback who is more capable than we have. I mean, no, absolutely not more. Because if you take Haskins out, right, four games or five games, that's at least three more wins. Like, you just put Kyle Allen in there. That's three more wins. Yeah. Strength of schedule is going to play into this too, right? Our schedule is much harder this year. Yeah. So let's let's go two. Two wins. So that puts you at nine. And then you have the the toss-up game, right, the extra game of the season. There goes my 10. 10 and 7. Sticking to right. it. I like it. I'm ready for it. One more week. Yeah. Uh, a week from t- t- 
Thursday, a week from Thursday, we get our first NFL game. Speaking of Thursday, are you going to be watching uh, the U.S. Men's National Team World Cup qualifying on Thursday? 10, 10 p.m. versus uh, Ecuador or El Salvador or one of those countries? This is qualifying for the World Cup. Then yes. That's the only time I care about soccer is when it has anything to do with the World Cup. Yeah, 10, 10 p.m., perfect time. All right, I'll watch it. You going to put a bet down? Absolutely. Whatever the biggest odd is, I'm taking it. Plus 600 Ecuador, done. I'm in. Not going to be that. <laughs> I don't even have it on my on my app yet. All right, let's wrap up this show so I can smoke some hookah. Oh, drink. Egypt versus Angola. Uh, Angola's plus 700. Done. Taking it. Oh, actually, that's not a bad that's not a bad take because uh. Salah can't Liverpool play. didn't let Mo Salah <laughs> go to Egypt. <laughs> That's hilarious. I, with that being known, dude, I'm taking how are the right odds? Now. How are the odds still that stacked? Well, Egypt's not Egypt. Angola. I mean, have you have you ever seen Angola play soccer? Yeah, but what's Egypt to that Mo Salah? I mean, they still have, they still have one other guy. I forget his name, but he's he plays in the EPL. Yeah. Anyways, I'm I'm getting bored talking about soccer at the show. No, oh, this is the longest I've ever talked to you about soccer before. This is awesome. <laughs> all right, FP, this has been fun. This has been DTC. Check out all our content on Twitter at Defeat the Curse and follow up on the podcast apps for more episodes from Joe, Steve, the other Joe, all of us put together. We'll we'll definitely do a preseason uh, a preview coming up next week. This has been fun. This is DTC. We are out.